You're on city radio. You're on city radio. You're on. You're on. You've been listening to. You're on. You're on city radio. You're on city radio. You're on. You've been listening to. You're on city radio's midnight hour. Lovers, a warm welcome to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio, broadcasting from the largest body of fresh water anywhere on the planet. I'm Tom Babajomsky. I think. You know, I managed to smash the mirror last Tuesday, so now I can't even see my own face anymore. <laughs> now, tonight we have uh, music, drama, laughs, and larks of plenty while we drift through the dark lake that's as cold as death. You know, I thought I was imagining that sound. This freighter, it was in my dreams, with a seagull as the captain and Eric, my producer, tossed overboard. But there it is. It's a sign of life. Uh, Hang on, I have to go check this out. Uh, While I do, here's a word from tonight's sponsor. Randy's Apple Orchard for crunchy family fun! We have more apples than we know what to do with. Visit our 147,000 acre apple farm and pick apples until your fingers bleed! Come swim in our Olympic size apple juice pool or get distressingly lost in our 25,000 acre apple tree maze! Randy's, where no apples are bad apples! No bad apples? Really now? What about their youngest, Clyde, the one that ran off with the pastor's wife and took her to Bolivia? Yeah, yeah, that one. He didn't bring her back with him either. Just jackboots full of cocaine. No bad apples, my fanny. Anyway, tonight we're back to our usual format after last week's shipwreck of a swap shop, and the topic for tonight's call-in is... Boo! (laughs) <laughs> Did that make you jump? Huh? Did I get you? <laughs> ah, that's right. Tonight's phone in is all about ghosts, ghouls, and things that go bump in the night. The paranormal, the supernatural, the otherworldly. We've all heard tales that defy rational explanation, but what's really out there? Are there really creatures from other dimensions? Can spirits of the departed still communicate with us? And what about aliens? Aliens that, for reasons unknown, choose backwater America as their preferred landing place. In reality, are people merely misguided by their imaginations, led astray as they try to make sense of the things they can't understand? We'd love to hear from you tonight. Whether you believe that the metaphysical mysteries of the world actually exist, or if you sensibly think that it's all simply the verbal diarrhea of total fucknuts. Give us a call, same number as always, uh, 237-5166-1613. You're uh, listening to, are there even any listeners? I keep talking anyway. (laughs) Talk, talk, talk. (laughs) I'm Tom Babajowski, if I remember correctly, uh, with the uh, Midnight Hour on here on City Radio. Uh, Later on, I'll be announcing the competition winner from last week. Uh, There's Tom's Top Tips. Uh, That's that's me. Me, Tom. Tom is me. I I am Tom. Uh, Plus the uh, the radio drama, Last Train. You don't want to 
miss that. <laughs> you know, last train, you'd be stranded if you missed it. It's a joke. Get it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Who wants to be fucking stranded, right? All right. Now to smash your eardrums like playing whack-a-mole on acid, our musical guest, Sleepology. <laughs> Sleep. That's not even a real word. Uh, with their song, Wolves? There is another ship out there. that certainly came from another dimension. It is a freighter. I, I've spoken to them. They're getting as close as they can. Now on to tonight's phone-in. So the paranormal, the unexplained, we want to hear your perspective. 
Maybe you wonder if humans really are the dominant species on this planet, or if in fact some alien race is farming us like turkeys and using our innards to fuel their evil schemes. Could be that uh, you uh, know a werewolf. Perhaps you've sold your soul to the devil in order to understand spreadsheets. Eric, my producer, somewhere on the mainland will be taking your calls, or maybe some of you won't need the phone. You'll contact me via the medium of telepathy. (laughs) It's bullshit. And hey, Eric, by the way, there was no supply raft this week. I'm out of everything. Yeah, I'm even using bed sheets. It's like wiping my butt on a ghost. What now? Well, Eric tells me we have our first call, and that is on line... Oh, oh, line one. Hello, you're through to the midnight hour. So, spooky stuff. Is it fascinating folklore or just fairy tale fartings? Good evening, Tom. This is Rosanna. Well, hello, Rosanna. Yeah, we've already got a mystery on our hands why you have two names instead of one. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> what uh, strange phenomena would you like to talk about, Rose Anna? Why, I'm here to tell the world about aliens, Tom. That they do exist and that they visit our planet all the time. Now, is that so? Yes, yes, yes. Of course they do. It's so silly of humans to believe that they are the only intelligent life forms in the universe. Mm, True, I guess. And if you've ever been to Huron City, intelligent life forms are not the description one would use. There are records of aliens visiting Earth throughout human history. You can see it in Egyptian hieroglyphics, in Mayan and Aztec artifacts. Why, our little alien friends have been coming to Earth long before humans came along. Fascinating, fascinating. Uh, But you don't, I mean, you don't really believe all this, do you, Rose Anna? Of course I do, Tom. I've seen them. Really now? You know, many people think they see flying saucers up in the sky. (laughs) Not just up in the sky. You know, lights that turn out to be wayward jets. I've met them. Lots of them. Or, you know, just the sun reflecting on clouds. Wait, what? You've met them? Yes, I've met them often. Uh, Like, how often? They abduct me all the time. What? Yes. Barely a week goes by when I haven't been whisked off up into one of their fancy ships and taken across the universe. Now you're pulling my leg, surely. Oh, no. It started when I was a teenager and has been happening ever since. So what, uh... Well, what happens when they take you? Oh, it all depends. Depends on what? Some like to ask questions. Some of them like to perform experiments. Some are just lonely. They like the company. Experiments? Yes. Things like uh, taking my organs out and cleaning them, then shoving them back in there again. Oh, it doesn't hurt. Sometimes they paint me a different color, or they replay my dreams before me so I can understand them. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, they they ever use probes? I mean, there's always talk of aliens and probes. Oh, no. They're all really sweet. They usually serve tea and cakes and then drop me back, always in time for breakfast. I'll be. (laughs) Some even join us for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Now we know them so well. (laughs) What? Really? No, of course not, you fucking idiot! (laughs) That wasn't a nice way to start. I told you, Eric, that this topic I may be a little too fragile right now. <sighs> Time for our next caller. And who do we have uh, to uh, delve into the mysteries of the universe? Fine salutations to you, my dear Bubba Jobski. And uh, fine salutations to you. Uh, uh, and you are? 
You are talking to Lucian, one of the lords of the ancient darkness. Okay, welcome, Lucian. You know, I'm not sure we've had a lord uh, of uh, ancient darkness on before. What exactly makes you a lord of darkness? I am Vampyr. Vampyr? From a long clan of night stalkers of the Blood Sorrow Gathering. Okay, I see. And uh, so this is something you do, what, uh, maybe on the weekend? Do not mock a blood sorrow, Bobachowski, or you will feel the sharp pain of my hunger. No, no, I, I'm not mocking. I, I mean, I, I, I knew this comic fan guy. He, he'd always be in some tights and a cape. Took it real serious. You know, if you laughed at him, he'd swing for you. This is no game, I assure you. So you uh, you get to meet any other vampires? That's just vampire said fancy, right? We hunt alone. For example, last night I found two lost females wandering home from what you might call a student party. I, I see, and and then I followed them. In perfect silence, waited until their fear invaded my senses, and then I grabbed them. They were uh, part of this uh, cosplay, isn't that what you people like to call it? <laughs> if only it were an act, Bobachowski! <laughs> Yeah. With one hand, I held a smaller lady's throat in my palm, feeling her heart beat while I sank my fangs deep into the bosom of the other, her screams infusing her blood with pain and death. I told you, Eric, I told you this would turn into the night of a thousand loons. <sighs> All right, who the hell's next here on the Midnight Hour? All right, Assad, I'd like to place an order. What? Who? What? Or is that Samit? N no, it's Tom. It's Tom Babajobski. Tom Watsky? Babajobski. Is that a new dishki? Well, maybe I'll try it. Uh, no, no, it's, it's not a dishki. Like a tandoori or a vindaloo. Linda who? Vindaloo. Who is it? Are you new? Uh, no, no, you are through to Tom Babajobski. Oh, it's like a poppadon. Uh, on here at City Radio. What you saying, man? You're through to Huron City Radio, the midnight hour with Tom Babajomsky. So it's not the Taj Mahal Indian restaurant? No, it's not the Taj Mahal Indian restaurant. Ah, I didn't think I spoke with you before, man. May I ask, where are you calling from as English is not your mother tongue? Hey, you, you cheeky twat. I'm from your castle. Uh, how about that? You, you live in a castle? Your castle, upon Tyne. And, and where is that? It's in England, you daft bastard. So why are you calling me? Eric, what the snotting hell is going on here? You sound like a septic. Uh, a what? A septic tank. A septic tank? Have you lost your mind? A yank. You sound like a bloody yank. Well, I am a yank. You're calling America. I am? A and you've got the wrong number. I see. Wait, why didn't you say, man? Uh, because... Uh, because... Sorry, mate. I'll leave you to your pumpkin pie and root beer brew. Thank you. Thanks to you. And I hope you find your Linda Lou. It's Vindaloo. Tara to you, Mr. Boob Jobs. What a strange man. Strange, strange man. 
Anyway, uh, who's next up on the Midnight Hour? You're through to Tom Boob Jobs. Uh, I mean, uh, <clears throat> Bob Jobsky. Damn it. Uh, hi, Tom. Professor Seth Phillips speaking. Professor Syphilis? No, not another one, Eric. Uh, no, uh, Professor Phillips. Uh, Seth Phillips, lecturer in Anomalous Phenomenon at uh, New Huron Community College for the Truly Gifted. Wait, that's got something to do with tonight's phone-in? <laughs> well, yeah, Tom. My specialty subject is the ghosts and legends of the Great Lakes, especially mm -hmm. Lake Huron. So these uh, tales, what kind of tales do you know know about? Uh, well, there are so many. Um, well, let's let's start with uh, cryptozoology and the tales of all the uh, lake creatures. Like I said, just uh, tales, make-believe. There are many tales of serpent-like creatures, reminiscent of the Loch Ness Monster, uh, that have been seen in Lake Huron. Yeah, but they, they aren't real. I, I mean, no one's ever caught one. That's true. That's true. And it is important to establish the difference between fact and fiction. Uh, right. These are fiction, obviously. You may be right, but... We can't just dismiss anecdotal evidence, especially uh, when it comes from such a large number of people, uh, such as tales of ghost freighters that roam the lake. Go ghost freighters? Yes! Uh, the Great Lakes has such a high concentration of shipwrecks and tragedies, it's only natural that tales and legends would follow. Uh, you, uh, you actually teach this? I mean, all this... Bullshit, I think the official term is. Look, I have interviewed many people over the years, and I have to say, I haven't come across a single person who isn't 100% genuine and convinced as to what they saw. Uh, come on, these people are just gullible idiots. You can't call them all idiots, Tom. It's hard to dismiss the first-hand accounts of sailors over the centuries. Men, women, from all walks of life, Coast guards, fishermen, sailors, doctors, Navy veterans, riggers, loaders, young and old, they all talk of ghost ships that pass through those waters. And some have even witnessed ghosts from these ships boarding their own, looking for crew to replace those they've lost. Really? You know, I'm surprised you haven't seen anything out there in the lake considering just how long you've been out there all alone? Nope. Uh, I've seen nothing. You might not have even realized it. No, I, I, I'm sure I, I'd have realized. Many things you've seen or heard might not be what they seem to be. <sighs> okay. Thank you, uh, Professor Gonorrhea. And how the hell did he get a job teaching? <laughs> the world today. Ghost ships, my balls. Well, thank you, I guess, to all the callers tonight. I'll leave you to make up your own minds, but uh, of course, it's all total crap. And now it's time to move on to something that is actually useful, as it's time for... Tom's Top Tips! Eric, who's... What? Oh, you thought it would be cheaper to use your niece. Doesn't she have ears? All right. And tonight on Tom's Top Tips, we have a tip for Alice Loafenbro of Anchor Falls, who writes, 
Dear Tom, I'm having some issues with mold coming through some recently poured concrete in the basement. My friend's husband usually helps in such situations, but at the moment he's busy with a lot of things piled on top of him. I'm hoping to renovate the basement, so any help is most appreciated. Yours smotheringly, Alice. Well, Alice, I'm pleased to say that this is really an easy problem to remedy. Firstly, soak all your bed sheets in a mixture of water, H2O, and Adam's Ale. Then add the saliva from a rabid bobcat. After using the sheets to perform the Dance of the Seven Veils, lay them across the offending area and sprinkle fresh flowers gathered from each continent. The mold should retreat at once, but if it does try to return, a simple stare together with the words, Hello, sailor, should do the trick. You should be able to, uh, able to... I can't think of anything funny. All this talk of ghosts. I'm, I'm going I'm going up on deck to see what this is. So uh, sit down, pour yourselves whatever takes your fancy, and recline into this week's drama, The Last Train. And if I'm not back after the show, well, I've probably been kidnapped by ghosts. <laughs> yeah, ghosts. <laughs> All the world is fighting and they do not seem to know The sky is always blue, not black, that sun is silver gold The stars are always glistening from the beautiful sunlight The shooting stars are plenty if you watch the sky at night. The Last Train by Daniel J. Williams. Come on, Dad. Open up the door. My hands are full. You're late. Thanks for stopping and getting my shopping, son. After your hard day at work and all, I really appreciate Oh, stop complaining. And thank you. I'll put it away. I've already started. That goes under the sink, and these above your head. You've already got eight tins of garbanzo beans? If it's on my list, that's what I get. Uh, so much of this stuff you already have. I can do this again next week if you need me to. At least I'll know what not to get. No, no, it's just this week I needed you. I, I haven't felt like going out, and, and that's all. I know. This time of year isn't easy for me, either. Five years. I can't believe it's coming up to five years. I don't know how you put up with those trains. It's not as though you can't move. Move? Are you serious? I just think you could do with somewhere, maybe a, a little smaller, somewhere on the ground floor. I can make it up the stairs without being out of breath, unlike you. And anyway, I like the sound of the trains. Me and your mother would listen to them. We'd make up stories about who was on the trains. Mom hated the trains. It said they kept her awake. What? Well, that's nonsense. She liked them. No, she didn't. We did talk, you know, and especially, especially when she was ill. Huh. <sighs> 
Those those go in the cupboard with the coffee. Uh, did you get the lemons I asked for? No, they ran out. But I hate how you just changed the subject. Ran out? Well, they can't run out of lemons. Well, they have. And there you go. I'm trying to tell you something about Mom, and you won't hear me. Your mother loved the trains. She only said she liked them to keep you happy. Uh, did you get any limes instead? To prevent you from getting upset if she disagreed with you. Now you stop that. I won't have you disrespecting me or her like that. She did it to keep the peace for her just as much for you. Oh, that's not true. She was always the peacemaker and making sure everyone was feeling happy, regardless of what she wanted. So why bring this up now, eh? I thought you'd bring me my shopping and we'd chat a little. And now you want to say what? Your mother hated the trains when I know that she didn't? God, Dad, it, it's so hard to talk about anything with you. That's why no one tries. But after five years, well, I can't keep pretending there aren't things that need to be said, even if you'd rather keep your head buried. Buried? My head is fine, thank you. I think I'm doing okay, considering I keep myself active, I have my routines. It's more like a rut than a routine. Well, it's not easy to break habits. Fine, And I'm... then you come in and decide to tell me unannounced that your mother hated trains. We will talk, just not now. Well, there's nothing to talk about. She's gone, and all I have are those memories, including those of us talking about imaginary people on trains. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. There. That's the last of the shopping. And I got the brochures from the realtor you asked for, though I don't know why. You don't look at the properties I suggest. These are for places you'll never afford. Lake houses up north? Uh, there's no harm in looking. Your mother and I often spoke of getting one. Up north? She wanted somewhere warm, like Florida or California. Thanks for shopping, John. Uh, uh, say hello to Ellen and the kids for me. Bye-bye. <clears throat> yeah, it's still bothering me what he said. Stuck in a rut? What was he talking about? What am I supposed to do? Become a man about town? <laughs> Start playing golf? Move to a pokey bungalow devoid of all memories? I'm sure his mother would be happy I stayed here, keeping some of the things the way they were. Ah, uh, but he's a good kid, though. Our John, yeah, he always was. We did a fine job, Amy with him and Stephen, but uh, he doesn't know what it's like. Not for me. Uh, anyway, I can keep up the stories about people on trains. Not everything is gone. Thank you.
Charlie? Charlie? It is you. Why, you came to see me off. What? What? Amy? I'm so surprised. I mean, I didn't... I didn't think you would come. Not after what you said last night. Last night? What? What did I say last night? Stop playing games, Charlie. Well, no, what did I say? That you wouldn't come and see me off, and that I could leave for the rest of the year and never return, as far as you were concerned. <laughs> did I say that? But I knew you understood, about my grandmother being sick and needing me and all. I'm going to miss not spending the summer with you, but I'll be back for our senior year together. I, I think I remember saying something. And other things I won't repeat now. It will take too much time. And there's only a few minutes before I go. Oh, Charlie, thanks for coming, but you look surprised to be here. Well, what is this? Uh, am I dreaming? You do look a bit strange. It must be. It must be a dream. I mean, I, I can remember John coming this evening. John? Who's John? Well, he's our son. One of two sons. We have Stephen as well. <laughs> We've only been dating six months, and you're naming our children already? How do you know we won't have girls? Or that I'll marry you anyway? Well, well no, this is a dream. Well, well wait. In the train window, my reflection. I, I'm young. <laughs> you're so silly. <sighs> okay, I'm going to count to ten, and then wake up. One, two, three, four... Five, Charlie, six, what's going seven, on? Eight, nine, what ten. What are you doing? <sighs> Amy, if this is a dream, why can't I wake? Oh, stop it now. Well, maybe I am awake. A daydream. Are you doing this to try and stop me leaving? Amy, I didn't come to see you goodbye after that argument. I, I remember I stayed away. It was too difficult to see you off. You made such a fuss last night. <laughs> You know I'll come back. I'll only be gone four weeks. Well, four weeks is a long time when you're 17, and I missed you. Not enough to keep you from the other girls, though, was it? Well, how, how did you know? You, you never said, but you know they never meant anything, Amy. I didn't want to think of it, but I knew. I never knew. You knew. Oh, dear, but, uh, Amy, you're speaking about things that happened in the future. You're speaking about them as if you know they happened. Charlie, stop it now. What are you saying? You're making me nervous. I, I can't stay here. I have to get on my train. Amy, come back. Wait. Amy, don't go with the train yet. Open the window. I had to get on. And I do remember the name, John. And Stephen. Uh, Stephen, after your grandfather. Grandfather, yes. And it would have been Stephanie if he had been a girl. You're not a dream. How can I remember something that's not happened? Well, it has happened. It did happen. What is this, Charlie? This isn't a dream. I'll come back. I'll come back to you. Wait! Amy, please! Come back! Amy!
I must have, I must have been sleepwalking. <sighs> did Amy really know about what I did while she was away? I, I mean, it didn't mean anything. I mean, we'd only just started dating a few months before. I was hardly the school Casanova. <laughs> anyway, I was young and, and I didn't do anything untoward when, when you were back, Amy, and, and we were together. And no one else ever stopped me wanting you, Amy. Ah, what am I talking about? It was just a dream. And you, you did want a lake house up north, didn't you? Yes, of course you did. Of course you did. What? Where am I? Hey, watch where you're going. Central Station? But why Central Station? Over there. Oh. Amy! It's Amy! Amy, wait! Charlie? What are you doing here? I thought we had this over and done with last night. Oh, we did. You look so pale. Oh my god. Are you... What are you talking about, Charlie? Is this some attempt to stop me going? No, I don't stop you. You go. I remember clearly you go. Why are you talking in riddles? Well, this has happened. But this now, this isn't real. Oh, come on. You are trying to delay me. I did try to stop you taking this job. I needed this job. I had to find something to fill my time. Well, yes, and you were tired of waiting for me to change my mind, waiting to start a family. I was getting older, Charlie. I had to do something, not just wait around for you to decide, and this job was such an opportunity. And you did stop me in the end, didn't you? No, not as such. You left your job because you were pregnant. Pregnant. I fell pregnant after barely one month into that job. Well, we had started trying again at the weekends. You mean you started trying again. But that's why you did this, wasn't it? To keep me at home, back with you. You did want children, very much so. I knew at the time it wasn't a coincidence. You did something, didn't you? To the protection you used. I found the evidence in the trash can. Evidence of your deceit. You never told me you knew, Amy. I thought you wanted children. What was I supposed to say? I was confused. Yes, I wanted children, but not like this. Not as some ploy to keep me home. But we had John. We had... Stephen. Stephen and John. I know their names. How do I know their names? I haven't had children yet. I... This is not right. Are you a ghost? No, I, I can't be. Can a ghost do this? Your hand. I, I can feel you. And I can feel you. Charlie, what is happening? Oh, this is just a dream. A horrible, horrible dream. No, it's not a dream either. We talked earlier. I mean, like this, except I was younger. And this is the same thing. 
You showing up to something that you avoided in real life. Oh, that much is true, it seems. And I knew you'd stay away. But I'm here now. Charlie, I'm dead, aren't I? <sighs> yes. You died five years ago. But what am I now? I mean, I'm here. I'm still... something. But I'm not a ghost. I'm not one of your dreams. I'm leaving now. Amy, don't go. Don't get on. I get on this train, Charlie. Just as I got on this train for real to get on with my life. We had the family you wanted. And I loved those boys. But how it happened had nothing to do with my plans. Or even our plans. Amy, don't get on. Please get off the train. I'll come back. I need to find out what I am. Why I'm here. But wasn't that always the case? That I always came back? I always came back to you, Charlie. Amy! Amy, no! Me! Oh, what am I doing here? In the bathroom? Oh, dear God. That's the last time I asked John to do the shopping. It was his talk of trains that started all this off. But why the train stations? I mean, stations I was never at. I was in bed, so they must be dreams, right? Though, if it was your spirit, Amy, you can come to me. Any noise, any sound or touch, anything. Please, come to me. I won't be scared. Nothing. A dream. A dream of something that never happened. She said, I don't want to be here. I must sleep. I, I have to help her. I can't leave it like this. But I'm wide awake. Oh. I have to get back to you. Maybe you'll tell me more stories, like before. You made up such wonderful stories. That one about the circus clown, who forgot to take off his red nose. So he still made people laugh. Or the lady who was really a spy, following foreign adversaries through the carriages. Such great tales. And your voice. So beautiful. Can you tell me them again?
this is our hometown station uh, at the start of summer. There, there she is. Amy, I see you. Hello, Charlie. Uh, you don't look surprised to see me. I knew you'd come this time. But I didn't, did I? Back when this really happened. No, you didn't. You didn't want to come traveling with me. I ended up going with my sister, and we collected John and Stephen from camp on the way. I wasn't one for travel. I was always much more comfortable at home. What on earth were you so frightened of? You claimed that you had to stay and watch the business. The business, I know. But you had a good time. You... We don't have time to reminisce. This train is leaving soon. Why are we here? If I'm dead, why don't I feel gone? Well, I, first, I thought you were a dream, and then a ghost. But I'm neither. I'm something else. It's just a trick of the mind. A hallucination. Would a hallucination know about the trips you took with the guys while I was away? The clubs and the casinos and how the business wasn't watched at all? But you said nothing at the time. Saying nothing was the only way I could carry on. Hallucinations, my guilt, it's spilling over. You're wrong, Charlie. I'm here, separate from you. I can tell you so many things. I, I can reach out and touch you. That's no hallucination. But I don't know what else it can be. Help me, Charlie. I'm stuck, stuck somewhere I don't want to be. But you're dead, Amy. It's you. Yes, to you I'm stuck with. Just as you didn't want me to go on all those other trains, you didn't really want me to do anything without you. Uh, I don't understand. You don't want to understand. You never wanted me to get away, and now even in death, you are holding on to me. Well, that's a terrible thing to say. Well, why else am I stuck repeating these events with you? I don't want to be here forever in some empty space that never was waiting for you to let me go. I didn't want you to go. But I knew you were dying. That was five years ago, and for five years I've been here. I'm sorry. I wasn't scared of dying. I miss you, Amy. But now I can't get out. Charlie, do something. Well, what can I do? You're alive. Think of something. Don't just wait. Don't just wait. Okay, let's just slow this down. Look at things one step at a time. We don't have time. You're not a ghost. You're not a dream. We've been through this. Which leaves just, it's just one thing. It, it has to be a memory. We were never together at these train stations when these events happened. Well then, then maybe. Yes, and? Oh, hurry, Charlie. Don't delay as always. Oh, I can't think under this pressure. This isn't helpful, Charlie, and I have to get on this train. Well, wait. Don't go. I'll come with you. I we, we can try and work it out. Now? Now you want to work it out? Wait. Let me in. You can't get on this train. Ah, uh, the door. It won't open. This isn't your train. You can't come with me, and I can't stay with you. How can you be sure? It won't open. Help me, Charlie. Come back. Please come back. You must come back. You always come back.
trying to open the back door. Oh, I need a drink. Something more than water. Oh, I need to go back to sleep to get to Amy, quick. But what if I can't help you? And what if you're not there? Amy, Amy always came back. I have to sleep. Whatever happens after that, well... Take between two and four before bed. Well, will that be enough? Uh, let's try a couple more. I don't want to waste time staring at the ceiling. All right, keep it together, Charles. Deep breaths. Don't worry. Maybe I should count. One. Two. Three. But what should I count? Uh, this isn't working. Uh, maybe there's something dull on TV. Uh, watching someone trying to sell me moisturizer will not help Amy get unstuck. Uh, I'm just talking, aren't I? Like always, talking. Those pills. How long do they take to work? Maybe a little extra will help speed things up. Right. Oh, not you. You aren't the right train. Don't you try and keep me awake now. I have... I have somewhere to, somewhere to go. Oh, there we go. Here I come, Amy. I'm beginning to feel, feel a little tired of it all. Yes, I preferred the warm. Amy, you came! Hello, Charlie. Amy, where is this place? This is where I caught a connecting train to go and see the specialist. A specialist? You mean... A doctor, yes. But I came with you. Each time you went to the hospital, all those doctors. Every second, third, and fourth opinion. This train journey was before any of that. Why didn't you say... I'd been feeling unwell for a while. A friend said I should go and get some tests. They ran many, many, many tests. But even after all that, they were still inconclusive. So I was recommended to another doctor out of state. Well, no, this is not true. You would have told me. Would I? Could I have told you, Charlie? You had a hard enough time listening when I wanted to watch a different TV program. This would be my plan, to find out what was wrong with me, and then try to get better. Uh, but on your own? Yes, on my own, so I didn't have to worry about anyone else. At first things were improving, but then when I stopped getting better, and I couldn't keep going on like before, well, that's when... 
that's when I... Well, that's when I noticed. When even I noticed you were not, you were not happy. And then I had to carry your worry, your distress at my being ill. But I, I came with you. I went to every appointment. I did everything you needed. And I had to be happy for that, didn't I? Each and every time I tried to tell you that things were not good, you'd turn around and say, that's no way to think. We have to stay positive. We have to get through this. But the doctors told us to keep positive. But I wasn't happy. I was in pain. And instead of listening to that, you told me to keep positive. So I did what I always did. We did what we always did. We carried on as if in the future everything would be all right. What else could we do? We could have been honest with each other. It doesn't matter anymore. What matters is, why are we at another station? Amy, why didn't you tell me? Haven't you been listening at all? None of your memories about us are true. Well, now, wait a minute. You've deceived and misguided me, and I went along with it all. Deceiving you, too, but in a different way. But who wants to look back and... And see the truth? And what is happening now? Here we are, waiting for me to get on a train. A train that you never saw me get on when I was alive. And this... This is my train. You can't get on now. Not now. We have to figure this out. When when does it leave? As soon as the guard blows his whistle. I have to get on this train. Maybe that is all there is to figure well, out. If, if this is not a dream and you are not a spirit, well, this has to be a, a memory. We've done this. This isn't my memory. And it isn't your memory either. Well, well, then perhaps, perhaps this is our memory. What are you talking about? Oh, well, a memory our relationship made. And we are part of it. And we are also separate from it. Well, like John or Stephen. I mean, we came together and made them. But they are not us. But they carry parts of us. Like this memory. It exists on its own without us. Our lives ran side by side, and at the same time, this memory between us existed. A memory our relationship made. Yes, yes. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, it still exists. Something has survived you dying, Amy. It's not wonderful at all. What? If you are right, then this is terrible. It's the very thing that is keeping me here, stuck in this relationship, stuck in this nothingness. But are we not together now, no matter what form this takes? When I sleep, won't we be able to meet? No, I can't stay here. When this train leaves, I will be on it. But instead of waiting for me to return, you have to wave me off. But no. I can't do that. I've just found you again. We have this memory that is from our life together. And it is in a memory that I'm stuck. Stuck like a rabbit in a trap. Don't say that. My memories. 
They're not your memories. Don't you see? The memories you hold are not what happened. Oh, Amy. Amy, please don't cry. Charlie, I have to get on this train. This is my train. Don't. Please stay. I promise you'll come back. I can't stay, Charlie. I can't miss my train. Don't make me miss my train. But I can't watch you go. You've never watched me leave before. But please, this time, you must watch me go. I know. I do know that. But I don't want to be here at these stations alone. I'm going to get on. You will watch me leave. And then you will go back to our children. <sighs> yes. But, but it can't be time. It, it, it can't be time yet. Come here. Come here and hold me one last time, Charles. All those times you left on your own when I should have been with you. I couldn't bear to see you go. I had nothing when you were not there. I know. I know. And I could have done so much more. So much more with us. You will kiss me, then wave me goodbye, and then you will run beside the train until it gets so fast that you can't keep up. And then you will have to stop. And then you will watch until the train disappears into nothing. Yes, I will. I can do that, my love. Goodbye, Charlie. Amy. Amy. Goodbye. 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 Where's that phone? John, it's me, Dad. Um, yeah, uh, I know it's you. Um, <clears throat> it's really early. John, I, I'd like you to get my shopping again this week, if you could. Uh, I, sure, I, uh, you feeling okay? I mean, nothing's happened, has it? No, no, I'm doing well, thanks. Just let me know when you're coming with the shopping and I'll make coffee. 
Maybe you can stay a while, you know, for talk. I'd like that. All the world is fighting and they do not seem to know The sky is always blue, not black, that sun is silver gold In the last train, Charlie was played by John Lusk, Amy by Rachel Kearney, Leah Gray, Jamie Leslie, and Kelly Parkinson. And John was played by Owen McIntyre. The show was written, produced, and edited by Daniel Williams. All the World is Fading was written and performed by Valley Main. The Last Train was recorded at Parallel Studios and is an Albion Fields production for Huron City Radio. Won't you all come see the light it shines on all of us? Mm, it always does. Hey, it's, it's not a ghost freighter. It's a real ship, and they said they could throw me a rope and get me off this floating coffin. <laughs> I'll be gone, gone, gone. And I won't have to work with you anymore, Eric, you halfwit. And that's being rude to fractions. What's that? Oh, I, I know, I know. <clears throat> and now it's time to catch up on what's coming up in Huron City and the Greywater area this week. Not that I give up flying. All right, uh, first up, this coming weekend, members of the Greywater Society of Zealots will be holding their annual Intolerance Fair at Liberty Park, where bigots from all over the Great Lakes area will proudly gather to celebrate their ever-decreasing ability to accept anyone not exactly like them. The competition to add new sections of society to hate, marginalize, and oppress goes to the vote, and included on this year's ballot are bilinguals, left-handers, and, and anyone with a yard who doesn't own a riding lawnmower. All the regular attractions are there, including the fear and paranoia tent, the totalitarian tombola. Uh, and for the little ones, there's one stroke face painting from Wilma's whitewash. The weekend will culminate in homemade fireworks and the burning of anything written after 1865. Entry is free, but a brown, silver, or black shirt is mandatory for admittance. Hey, uh, don't forget next Tuesday, Angie's Pickerel Sanctuary will be holding an all-you-can-eat fundraising fish fry to raise money for a brand-new custom-built pickerel play park. So go have fun, support a good cause. You know what? I won't be there. And now I can say, for the last time ever, we go to the bottom of the lake to see what the weather's like down there with our underwater weather girl, Wendy Avalone. Wendy? I'm leaving on a freighter who don't know if I'll be back again leaving. Well, Tom, it's pretty wet down here tonight. Late last night, an unusually large shoal of beer cans was spotted drifting southwards. So watch out for desperate deposit pirates combing the area throughout the day. This morning, the shoreline north of the city is dealing with a multiple septic tank blowout, so maybe avoid taking the kiddies there for a few months. The affluent level is obviously high, with visibility down to a couple of inches in some areas. And just now, 
The remains of someone's chili fest has just drifted past my very face. Ugh. Back to you, Tom. Thank you, Wendy, and boy, what a lady she is. Half salmon, half soccer mom. Hey, hang on. I, I hear someone. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I, I, I'm ready. Yes, yes, we, we can't wait long. Uh, okay, uh, just, just a minute. And now another word from tonight's sponsor. to Randy's Apple Orchard, planted by Johnny Appleseed himself in a fit of frenzy! Dare yourself to sprint through the Valley of Bees or dash along the den of wasps. EpiPens not provided. Then browse the 3,000 square foot gift shop with everything from apple-infused motor oil to apple-flavored oranges. Randy's, where no apples are bad apples. Mmm, you know, they do have some great samples in this hamper they sent me. This apple-flavored toothpaste is... All right, it's okay, I guess. Not so sure about the apple shoe polish. And the apple suppositories? Well, that's a little unsettling. Oh, hang on. Hey, is the rope tight enough? Yeah, yeah, it seems to be. Yeah, okay, will you send a stretcher over? You can climb on, and then we'll pull you over to the boat, okay? Excellent, thank you. Uh, as uh, promised, now another song from our unbidden musicians, Sleepology, with this racket.
do 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 Oh, hang on. Okay, no, yeah, we can't wait much longer. No, no, no I gotta, I gotta do this interview. Uh, my listeners are expecting it. No, 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 but there's no time for an interview. Okay, we're real boats. We have real cargoes. That is time sensitive. Has to get to port. Yes, sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it, got it. All right, now time to greet our musical guests and welcome now to Sleepology. Welcome uh, to the Midnight Hour. Me on the water, you on dry land, I'm assuming. Are you on dry land? I am technically on dry land. Technically, okay. Well, we'll... My little basement dungeon. Okay, so maybe some standing water. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Who are we talking to? Who do we have with us? Ryan. Ryan, what do you do in the band Sleepology? Um, I'm the singer and guitar player, mostly rhythm guitar. Do you do both those things at the same time? Yes. That's impressive. A talented freak of nature. Yeah, I feel like I, once I learned how to play any bit of guitar, I was like making up songs about my brother. and Like complimentary songs about your brother or, or hate-filled diatribes about your brother? Uh, I don't know if it was hate-filled, but definitely not complimentary. So you got to tell me, how did you come up with the name? Was it left on your doorstep like an abandoned puppy? Um, well, I was in another band called Port to Port, and we had a song that I wrote called Sleepology, and then I stole the song title name. So you're not trustworthy, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm not. How long has Sleepology been together? Um, playing live with like members and stuff since 2015, but I actually like came up with the name and like back in like 2007 it wasn't like a thing until probably 2011 12 all right craig if you could play in any city in the world and not in this country so any city outside this country where would you play keep in mind that city has to start with the letter m go any city okay um i guess munich and do you have a favorite word that begins with m uh moist if your band had to play through an oncoming plague, which one would you prefer? Frogs, locusts, or fish flies? Maybe locusts, because it'd be cool to be playing and having a cloud of locusts around you. Yeah, traditional guy. I like it. A nice traditional plague. I hear you. All right, now down to the nitty-gritty. If you had to be a cartoon animal, what would it be? No dogs. Cartoon cat. Just a generic cartoon cat? Uh, yeah, because one of our songs is called Cartoon Cats, so it seemed like the logical answer. Who in the band would be most likely to sign up for an around-the-world wild goose chase? Uh, probably me. I like, I like to travel a lot, so... I like geese, too. You know, I remember back in 1974, I migrated with a monster flock of snow geese all the way to Nova Scotia with nothing but the shirt on my back for protection. I lived with them for months until I discovered that they they hated my guts. So I crawled 65 miles to the nearest village where the postman took me in and nursed me back to health with nothing but haggis before mailing me back home. Craig, have you ever had an unusual package arrive at your doorstep by post? Um, yeah, I got some haggis in the mail one time. True story, my buddy uh, FedExed me a slice of pizza one time and I ate it. And you're still here today. I'm fine. 
All right, Craig, if, uh, if people out there with little else to do want to find your tunes and creations, where would they go to find more about Sleepology? I feel like Bandcamp is like the one that's suited more for musicians, but obviously like Spotify, we're on there, it's Facebook. I wish we had the internet out here on the gray ship, to tell you the truth. I'd look up all the Sleepology songs and videos and puppet shows and whatever else you have. Well, good luck, Craig, and uh, be careful because the night show has been full of weirdos. They are, of course, all on the mainland, which is where you are. So, again, be careful. Sleepology, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thanks. All right, thank you. And thank you for being the last band whose shitty music I have to listen to and then try to get a half-decent sentence out of. And Eric, is for you, Eric, words can't describe the relief of not having to listen to you moaning in that irritating voice or dealing with your rampant incompetence anymore. Hey! Hey, y'all, you really need to hurry up, okay? They can't miss the current Aussie wind any okay, longer. Okay, okay, all right, yeah, there's barely time to announce the successful competition entry from last week. The winners are Mr. Edward Hyde of 7th and Potion, who correctly guessed a rat, oregano, and crab shells as the secret ingredient. So, yeah, congratulations to you. Hey, you have to come right now, okay? We're doing this. We have to do this. All right, hang on. No, you have to come in this instant. poetry pocket. No, there is no, no, no time for poetry pocket. Uh, all right, uh, one minute. It just takes one minute. Come on. No, we don't have a minute, okay? It is right now, or you're never Stop coming. Not, listen, just one minute. I have to do my poetry pocket. Come on! All right, please, just, just run. I look. Hey! I can't miss this. This is the only time I get to say something. No! Get to the stretcher! Listen, all these assholes call in. Loonies and loners can't buy their radios lost and all alone. And I, I have to play the whiny attention-seeking dribble from our musical guests week in and week out. Talk about the boring waste of time events going on in Huron Hellhole. This... This is the one moment I get to communicate something. Something of what it's like to be Tom. Tom Babajowski. <clears throat> so, in my pocket I find... Dear Sir, hereby give you my resignation. Stuck out here, inadequate supplies, yada yada. Never did get around to posting that. That doesn't matter. Oh, here it is on the, <clears throat> on the other side. Fruit. I blossomed in the dark. No bees came to feed on wine. I flowered in autumn fade with petals falling in the wind. If only I'd listened as the seasons hummed if only these shoots had dared to grow, who will eat the fruit that ripened so late? Hey! Hey, wait, okay, I, I'm finished. I, I can go with you now. No, no, sorry, okay, we had to go. I'm finished now, I, I can because come. Because real ship business, we're not little tiny uh, angry ship in the middle of the lake, okay? We're going to port. Good luck to you, Avita Hey! I wish you good luck with your, your shitty endeavor. Oh, come back! Please, please come back! Come back! Oh, God. Where is it going? Into the fog. I can't see it anymore. Oh, 
no, no. <laughs> You've been listening to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio. Oh, that was my chance. That was my chance. <laughs> With me, Tom Babajowski. A thank you to all our phone-in callers this evening. And to Wendy. Oh, God, Eric. <laughs> A big well done to our musical guest, Sleepology. And, of course, extra special thanks to tonight's sponsor, Randy's Apple Orchard. Where no apples are bad apples, except that whole barrel of apples fermenting in the boiler room. Oh, 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 I know. I, I'm sorry, Eric. I, I didn't mean to say. I just, you forgive. Yes, sorry. No, you're, you're not that incompetent, Eric. What? Wait, what? You think maybe it was one of them ghost freighters? Seriously, Eric. Jeez. Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio with Tom Bobajowski. You've heard the voices of Tom Bobajowski, Jake Buckley, Emily Coggle, Rachel Kearney, and special guest Philip Corbett. Tom's Top Tips Jingle Song by Giovanna Gregor. Our special thanks to musical guests, Sleepology. The show was created by Daniel Williams and was written by Daniel Williams and Jake Buckley with additional material from Tom Bobachowski and Jamie Leslie. Production and editing are by Daniel Williams. The Midnight Hour is recorded at Parallel Studios and is a Huron City radio show for Albion Fields Productions. Ha 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 ha!